Hello, Internet. It is time again for another ACP Film Track. And this is ACP Film Track number 118. And, oh, Sleigh Bells Ring, are you listening? <laughs> this is this is still February, but, but uh, David noticed that uh, Die Hard is streaming on Amazon Prime. And l- let's be honest, if you don't own a hard copy of Die Hard... Or 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 you know a, 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 you got the rights to a digital copy? Come on, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> because come on, it's it, it isn't Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza. Spoiler alert! <laughs> what year was this? Oh, uh, was this like eighty uh... six? Think so. Uh, 88. 88. 88. 88. Okay. You were close. That's very close. Yes. So, so there, you, you've already kind of heard the voices of, of course, David. This was my idea. Yeah, it was good find, David. Good find. But I, but, but I would like to call out is when Weird said that everybody should have a copy of this. I have a copy of, I think, the first four movies in the collection, mm-hmm. thanks to a gift from Weird. Mm hmm. So I well, just my, wanted to my, my to original thank you plan again. was was to start to bang, banging some of, some of these out uh, on, uh, on on DVDs that we all had as well. Except for I found out that the DVD, the portable DVD player that I had that I could easily use uh, for this is no longer working, and I just haven't really felt like <laughs> dropping the cash for it. But either way, it's streaming. We'll uh, this this will be a future ACP Christmas gift to the non-paying members because <laughs> because come on they've, they've, they have to they've uh, got to have it yeah so uh, uh, yeah and uh, oddball we haven't introduced you you ask for a miracle I give you the FBI <laughs> <laughs> all right without further ado uh, the did you, did you guys catch what the production studio name was. Uh, 20th Century Fox. It was, well, there's 20th Century Fox, and there's the production studio, whatever, blah, 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 white lettering and all that. And then there's a black screen. Go for the first panel of the black screen as close as you can. That's 28 seconds on Amazon Prime if you're, if you're watching on that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I suspect this isn't going to stick around for too long, uh, cause we've been looking at for this for ages. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it is essentially, in between the boring white lettering and seeing a plane coming in for a landing. So you know the drill. Pause the podcast. Put this up on the screen of your choice. Get yourself comfortable. Mix yourself a drink. You know what? I I would love to be eating popcorn right now, but you do not want to hear me crunching popcorn, and that irritates me because I love eating popcorn and watching movies. But I actually have some fancy popcorn we picked up at a little shop in Knoxville. Uh huh. Are you gonna Are you gonna it's, eat it on mic? I was planning on it because <laughs> they might not want to hear you eating popcorn, but I don't think they'll have a problem with me eating popcorn. So, um, is your name Xander? <laughs> I can be vaguely quiet. I just have to get the package open without spilling popcorn everywhere. <laughs> but yes, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, get but get yourself some popcorn just just for weird. Get, get yourself a drink and uh, and then put it up on the screen. Get it up to that black screen and then unpause the podcast and we will count you off so that you, we will, we can all hit play at the exact same time. Yes, this is from a little place in Knoxville called Proper Popcorn, and this is the Zebra Drizzle flavor, which is caramel popcorn with uh, 
dark and milk chocolate drizzle. Milk or white? Dark and milk. Oh. Oh, and a little bit of white. Okay. 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 I just love the little streaks. All right. So, Oddball, you're running the watch party. Okay. Uh, so is, is that crunching too loud, by the way? No. No. Uh, so, you should be at 28 seconds in and seeing a big black nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Speaking of 28, we should see at some point if uh, if 28 days later is on streaming for a future one. I don't like that one. As a matter of fact, Nate Spencer, who who does our music, though not not for the film tracks because I don't put music on these, but uh, uh, but Nate and I, we I I got a copy of it. I watched it. I'm like, this movie kind of sucks. And then we decided we were going to get unruly drunk and watch it with a bunch of friends and. We're all just so bored in our mind. And one of my friends got up and go went to the bathroom. And as he was coming out of the bathroom, he suddenly started grunting and snarling and ran across the room and jumped on Nate. And Nate screamed like a little bitch. It was amazing. Green like a schoolgirl. Yep. Oh, Bruce Willis, look at that hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he pulls like he pulls off the day. bald amazingly, but. Yeah, I had hair like that one day. And this is before Leosa, folks, so no, that would not have happened. (laughs) It's okay, it's a Beretta. It holds very few rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, could you? Well, I'm sure there was a time when you could carry, 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 carry a gun on a plane. And obviously, you can still carry a gun on a plane if it's a private plane. Which someday, oh, that would just be so nice for me to walk walk onto the tarmac of an airport. Oh, smoking in the airport too. Kids, ask your folks. Yes, that <laughs> right. used to, that used to be legal for anybody. Yes, that that yep. that was totally legal and common. Even on domestic flights, you could smoke on the airplane in flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that always surprises me is the plane still had the little no smoking light on that's always yep. illuminated. And yet there can't be any planes that are still in the air that were made. <laughs> I mean, they certainly these aren't planes that have the C- CRT tubes and hanging from the ceiling or in the back of the seats in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Bonnie just snuck in from the side. My wife's company used to throw Christmas parties like this. And then they just said, you know what? We're just going to give out gift baskets and give you time off. And we're like, you know what? That was a good call. Oh, Ellis. So desperate. (laughs) Yeah, my my company does a uh, Christmas lunch. Well, that's, that's better. And, you know, uh, no, literally, they would like rent. They would like rent out like a like like a, a large function hall, like a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. no we, companies we, I've worked for have done that. We we do we do that with uh, the the lunch for everybody at home office, and then a- after the lunch and presentation, etc. Uh, the president of the company tells us all to go home. 
So we tend to get out at like two. Nice. Is is that by chance the same girl from uh uh from Long Kiss Goodnight? It could be or might not be. Could be. Uh. We'll see. We'll see. Was her name Lucy? Yeah, I'm looking up right now. Taylor Fry. Uh, uh, It is not. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so, but it could have been. I mean, they're just there's some of these like child actors. And some of them do one or two projects and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Others catch the eye of a uh Hollywood producer. Or they have uh, or they have particularly driven parents. Yeah, it looks like who, who throw them at the Hollywood producer. Yeah. Right. Like I mean Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's been getting like quite steady work since like he was like 10 Mm -hmm. kurt russell kurt 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 russell i think oh yeah yeah. i don't think he's worked hasn't worked a year in his life yeah Lincoln. Mm-hmm. They've got a uh, telephone back. in the VHS. car and a VHS. Yeah, kids, ask your folks. But they get CD. That's that's a big deal in 1988. In 88, there is a distinct chance that that's a satellite phone. Yep. And a limo driver being okay with you lighting up in the car. (laughs) He's such a great character. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis tries to pull the tough guy at him. He's like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm curious. I'm hoping to put the meat to her. The fictional Nakatomi Plaza is the headquarters of 20th Century Fox. The company charged itself rent for the use of the then unfinished building. (laughs) <laughs> Tax right off. Uh, 
And there. And uh, this is actually this is actually the second John McClane movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the first one that actually uh, starred Frank Sinatra. Oh, interesting. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Was it was called like No One Lives Forever or something like like that, right? Or nothing lasts forever. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Ah, uh, the detective. Ah, yeah. Nineteen sixty-eight. The detective, starring Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. as Joe Leland, which might have been the, probably the original character's name. Mm. Yep, Joe Leland. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah, it's yeah. Joe Leland is the character, so they picked John McClane for I don't know. Very, very much in the future. I remember when I touched first stage. Yep. Oh yeah. Now uh, I'm trying to see the frame of that. I don't think that's an actual. Might not be actually a touch screen. There were some that they had a grid of emitters around the edge, and when your finger interrupted two of the lines where they crossed, that gave it the coordinates. Holly mm-hmm. Gennaro. Yep. Bruce Willis observed in an interview that many of the real police officers he met with to help prepare for the role and who served as technical advisors on the film all had a very dark, macabre sense of humor, which he tried to factor into his performance. Ironically, action hero characters are often criticized for joking around in films, even though, as Willis himself noted, telling jokes in such dire situations is not that uncommon. No. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ever meet some special forces people and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know all sorts of military and law enforcement folks over the years. Yeah, no, that was a a a, a good uh, a good buddy of mine that uh, we met in kindergarten, <laughs> and uh, he said he said that to me one day. He's like, you know, our kids are older than o- older than we were when we met, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, but he. Uh, but he was talking about he's he's a an, 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 a was an army engineer, and uh, but he talked about like when he would start rubbing elbows with the special forces guys. He goes, "You always see the movies. You always think they're the dark and the broody, the tough guys and all that." And he goes, "Instead, they're all just a bunch of like you know crazy guys going Yahoo and having a good time." Oh, you should have seen some of the the stupid stuff we did in the fire department. <laughs> oh yeah, well especially and, and, uh... especially after a bad call. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there's also just that whole adrenaline junkie side is there was there was a Chinese restaurant that the building inspector just kind of passed over. I don't know if he was bribed or what, but essentially it had not it had been signed off, but it hadn't been inspected in years. And uh, and uh, the they had never cleaned the hood to the fry to the the, the fry later. 
Oh dear. And so there was a fire. Of course there was. And all that uh and all that grease eventually aerosolized and detonated and there was an explosion and it killed two firefighters. And in the in the you know in the in the um you know the aftermath of the of the of the of the fatal fire the autopsy of the fire department said that showed that one of them was legally drunk and the other one had a ton of cocaine in his system oh dear and i always like to point out why was one of them what what one of them like you know like 4.0 drunk and uh and the other and the other one had a had a snoot full of cocaine because just before they were in that building they were not fighting a fire yeah yeah i asked one of the things of the volunteer department is there were some pretty strict rules about that kind of stuff you know if you'd if you'd had a beer or two and they mostly drank light beers for this reason Mm-hmm. If you had a, a beer or two, that was fine. But anything beyond that, you sat out the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Alice. Oh. By the way, she's going to be a, quite the corporate badass. Look at this. Look at that office. Mm-hmm. Ellis. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. Which one? Because <laughs> Ellis is is. Oh, that's a, I mean Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, John wasn't exactly being the most. Warm and fuzzy, either. What's everyone drinking? Uh, I am having some uh, Bellmead bourbon. I am having a hard sell, which is fucking awesome. I'm really, I'm really in love with this cocktail. Well, I won't tell you what I'm drinking, but I'll give you a hint. It's a it Saranac root beer. It has a frosty mug taste. Uh, is that Barks? Or is that just mug? No, and no. A and W. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Diet A and W. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the point? <laughs> I grew up on diet sodas, and you know what? I, I well, really, that explains a lot. I and oh. I can, and I and I can't taste the difference. Uh, I can. Uh, uh, 
There's a viscosity yes. difference. I can, I can, I can, I can feel the difference, but I can't taste it. I, it, I generally can more so in ginger ales and root beers. I love this interchange. This is just so organic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little hi of just the will you please go the fuck away? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that a telephone in the shitter? It's a private bathroom in an office. Of course there is. Wait, what do people do with phones on the shitter if you can't play Sudoku on them? (laughs) 1988 phone. In comes a Mercedes. Who suspects a Mercedes? Well, it's also, it's one of those, like, this is absolutely the, well, excuse, is Hans rolling up on the Mercedes? No. Okay. That was, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Spencer? Klaus. Yes, Klaus. Klaus. And he, he did the fly fishing move. Mm-hmm. What's that? When he brought the gun out, muzzle pointed straight up and brings it down like he's casting a fly rod. Mm-hmm. Though that was until it was discouraged because oh. of people having ADs and lobbing him over the berm was kind of or the, into the ceiling. Yeah, was was the was was kind of the standard practice for for uh, for bullseye target shooting. It's a hockey puck. Yeah, do they make flashbangs like that? I'm sure there's somebody who will. And that could have been a homemade. Honey, we're home. There's guard. And there's the man himself. Who was very reluctant to take this part. This was his first Hollywood role. Of any significance. And he was very concerned about playing the bad guy. There are some characters like David Morse. David Morse has played like so many bad guys. And I'm just like, like he just, he just, he's got a face for a good guy. Alan Rickman. He's got a face for a bad guy. Huh? Another piece of interesting trivia. Clint Eastwood originally owned the rights to the novel. Nothing lasts forever on which the film is based and planned to star in the film around the early 1980s. Hmm. That would have been it would have been a a a, a drastically different movie. But, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I assume he would also have directed it if he owned the rights. Hmm. 
I like how he just kicked the computer and it started blowing up. It's the 80s. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Oh, that is just... Just that that one look out the window sets the the Hans Gruber character. I mean that that's that's just this this role really does show like Alan Rickman's chops because so much of what he does is all nonverbal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, and this is such a good scene. So the what setup. Is, what is powering that angle grinder? Uh, it looked like it was uh, like a car battery. Air compression. He probably had an air tank in the bag or something. Yeah, I mean that did look like a pneumatic hose. And all of those phone lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it gets better. Because oh. they don't care about most of the phone lines. They just care about the ones to... <laughs> now what's not made clear and you, unless you paid attention to that line we're apparently under clock here <laughs> Also, like the sparks coming out of the phone lines. Yeah, because there's all that voltage in a phone line. But unless you paid attention to that little throwaway line, as Klaus came in, he said, "Hey, brother." Because mm-hmm. that's one of the points is that the character is his brother, mm-hmm. who uh, really wants to smack the shit out of him right now. Yeah, but he's the younger brother, so he can't get away with that shit. <laughs> Just the menace, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, there are the other guys with machine guns, yeah, and he's yeah, and he's the one not that doesn't have a gun. And that actually, I wonder if they recorded actual MP5s because that the the times I've shot MP5s. That's pretty much what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Booby. Yep. This, this was the eighties. We didn't. We did, we did, we, did, we didn't have. We didn't have PG thirteen yet. And of course, somebody commented that the. Uh the German 
spoken is not grammatically correct, because those are the kind of people who do IMDb trivia. And, well, McLean could have at least grabbed his shoes. Or, I mean, he had his shoulder holster in hand. And he was doing a proper low ready. Mm-hmm. Not holding it up by the side of his head. And by the way, kids, in the 80s, finger on the front of the trigger guard was a thing. Yep. And he's a lefty. Yes. Yeah, it's just I was just I was just I was just doing the math on that to see wait, is he is he carrying left handed because he ever so often Bruce Willis does sometimes shoot right handed, mm-hmm. but the bulk of uh, but the, the the shoulder holster in the uh, in the airplane you could see was under his right arm. Yep, that's true. I mean, there, there's a slight problem of there, there's not many old Japanese guys in the crowd. And there's Ellis. Oh, to joy. Mm-hmm. And who was that in the front pulling the cart? One of our favorite Asian bad guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it? Um, Oh, what's his name? Leon. Yep. Yeah. I do wonder about that jet engine behind Takagi. 
I'm sure a friend of the show could identify it at a glance. Mm-hmm. Uh, running BSD. And what would $650 million be worth in our current diluted currency? <laughs> Couple grand. <laughs> That's a valid point. (laughs) You're not helping. Shut up. And that was lefty too. Was Alan Rickman a lefty? I love this. (laughs) And he just switched to his left hand as well. 
course, that's because he was wanting to manipulate things with his right, so. Yep, because it's back in his right now. I just thought it was interesting. By the way, there is something to say said about like how the villain just kills kills the CEO of the corporation just like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So many times in movies, the villain will just have some long, tr- you know, stretched out negotiation. Yep. Or they'll kill a flunky to make their point. Yeah. And what does that guy have in his shoulder holster? The guy, that guy. Did you see it? Couldn't quite tell. It looked like a maybe another Beretta. No, grip proportion mm. was wrong. That looked more like an HK. Probably a P9S. Could have been. Hey. I mean, in this in this time frame, the number of P9Ss in uh, in movies was out of this world. And I do appreciate how they have uh, the the crew carrying all <laughs> European weapons. Mm-hmm. Which I also think is interesting because how did they get into the country, and how did they get those weapons into the country? I mean, yeah, it was the 80s, but it wasn't the seventh seal. I mean, the amount of equipment they had, they could have had it all shipped in as some sort of Connex box. Yeah. And uh, pretty sure this isn't their first rodeo uh, high tag. <laughs> okay, it's. Now, one of the things. Originally, the character of John McClane was supposed to be yet another 80s super action hero, so many of the action stars of the era were considered. Mm-hmm. However, John McTiernan was, in his words, bored with such characters, and since Arnold Schwarzenegger worked with McTiernan a year before on Predator and was considered for the role of John McClane, he and the scriptwriters rewrote the script so McClane was rewritten to be more of an average guy who really didn't want to be there in that situation but became a hero because he realized that he was the hostage's only hope. Mm-hmm. And that was how they came to choose John McClane. Which was very much the correct choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, McTiernan felt that Willis could be the average guy. Oh, found it. It's uh, Walter P5. Mm-hmm. So, basically, updated P38. <laughs> very updated, updated. So, I wasn't that far off when I said it, it looked like another Beretta. Yes. You said HK, though. Out of a bitch. No, then I, I said, okay. when I saw the grip, I said, yep. then that's, it looked like HK. I thought at first, I thought Browning High Power or Beretta. Yep. I mean, in, in fairness, the uh, crew is carrying a lot of HKs. <laughs> And I would naturally go through again. They they carry they almost all of them are carrying. I think they all are carrying European weapons. Yeah, I think they are. Because Hans yeah. has a Hans has the uh, the the. We, we don't know that yet. Spoilers. He just he just shot Takagi. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you said Carl. Sorry, Hans. Yeah, yeah. Hans had the uh, P seven. Yep, yep. Carl, Carl, Carl has a PPK. Yes, that we. He saw. has something else European that we see later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and of course we've seen the MP five. Wait, and what did he just do? He did the HK slap? As slap in accordance with the protocol. Yeah, yes, but it's kind of dumb. Though I guess actually, to be fair, it, probably, it actually probably isn't that dumb, especially depending on what his background is, because so many so many open bolt submachine guns that if he was military that he probably trained on had the the only safety was the little bolt hold open notch. Yeah, I mean that's how you would use like a grease gun or a, or. A, Blah, 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 blah. I got to say, like... <laughs> it's drywall. It's not going to really do anything. Yeah. The the building Neither is... Neither of those. This Nakatomi Plaza is absolutely a character in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just got its first kill. Yep. <laughs> and that's a fairly realistic one. Yeah. A lot of times when someone does the break the neck, such as like, you know, try to turn their head over their shoulder and then there's a loud pop. I mean, you could probably do that with, you know, with a with a with some sort of serious neck crank maneuver, but. Nice. Akagi. A historical reference? No. It was uh, one of the aircraft carriers in the Japanese Navy when they attacked Pearl Harbor. Ah. Uh-huh. Akagi, Kage, hear you, saw you. That will be useful. That will also be useful. <laughs> the face the face <laughs> you know, yeah, just fuck with them hold my beer and check this shit out Could have made a good fireman.
the fact that he's eating while he's saying it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just very calmly noshing on there. Ho, ho. Some very valuable intel. Yep. Because I'm not going to be able to kill them all in, in a face-to-face fight, but I could, I could maybe divide and conquer. Be the, uh, the rat in the wainscoting. You listen to Deviant Olam's t- t- uh, talk on 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 elevator ele- elevator hacking. <laughs> he says, "Do not do this. Do not ever ride on top of a car." No. Yeah. <laughs> and boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Just even in the seriousness of the situation, he has to stop and look at the boobies. I mean, oh, hey, <laughs> there might be something you hadn't seen before. Well. You know what uh, Ron White said. Can always- once you see one, once you see one pair of breasts, you want to see them all. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah, what a fucking weasel. It's Ellis. I know. I just, I just, I, 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 he, I hate him so good. (laughs) Like, he's just, he's such a piece of shit. And it just, it's like, he's so unabashedly a piece of shit that it's, it's perfectly fine.
Uh, and, and another European weapon. Mm-hmm. There's Fabio from Wish.com. Yep. So all the other guys have MP5s. <laughs> he goes full on Steyrog. I mean, if he was serious, he would have brought an FAL. <laughs> He's on a slide. <laughs> At least he didn't drop that gun. Right. Does the uh, does the AUG have a uh, does AUG has a progressive trigger, doesn't it? Uh, yes. So I have never actually handled a live full auto AUG. No, neither have I. I've 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 handled handled a bunch of semi-auto augs and they have very uh, shitty triggers. It's a bullpup. It's it's their job. Oh, not my M17s. My M17s has got a fucking buttery smooth trigger, but that's its job. And that was something that was highly remarkable about when that gun came that's why out. I fucking bought it. Like I literally, Ryan got ahead of me at the NRA meeting, and I'm just like, oh fuck, well. I'm mean, I'm no sense no sense of just barreling over over people and so I and I just looked over and went oh hey look there's a bunch of bull pups let's see how shitty they are click what <laughs> what the fuck seventy four cents a gallon in California right. <laughs> yeah at a five in front of that today exactly you know that railing's not going to actually protect you sure it is look. <laughs> Dumbass. Ah, <laughs> uh, Carl. Fucking hip firing. Well, interesting thing is, how would John McClane know how to how to not, what, you know, what experience would he have with an MP5? I guess NYPD probably New York City. Few. I mean, yeah, probably learned about it when he was uh, checking the high school students. And now there's one less. Nope, that's right. I always think that guy gets it because the way he drops. Mm-hmm. He's, he's and not every sure. single time he gets back up. He's not sure if he got it or not. <laughs> I mean, that is a thing. There, there's a reason why they always instruct you to actually look and check to see if you've been hit or not. Empowering those five, five, six rounds through the fan, and. Uh, It's still turning. <laughs> and you saw them bouncing off the hub. Mm-hmm. Hello again. Also, the nice thing about the titties, it just shows him that he's the fact that he's circling back around. Yep. Mm-hmm.
So that's a long way. Would you trust an MP5 stock to do this? <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> of course, I also wonder, uh, unless it's empty, why is the magazine still in it? I wonder if, did... Uh I never watched much moonlighting. Did you guys? Yes. Yeah. Was uh was was Bruce Willis as buff as he is here in that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, he, it's uh, not the stock. It's the sling. I mean, he he definitely worked uh, got in better shape. Yeah. For this movie. Um, yeah. But in fact, um, that's that's one of the. Uh, factoids on imdb was that Here we he go. was actually Wee! still filming yeah. moonlighting when he was filming this movie and the exhaustion from both schedules uh meant that they had to write in uh some more character development of some of the other characters yes And kids, the firearms used in the film are, as in most action films, especially of that era, real firearms modified to function with blanks. And we just and by the way, the note that lines. you just saw mm-hmm. his, uh, you just saw his tank top, and uh, and, and it was uh, it was white, ish, because there were some smears and scraps and. Oh, yeah, yeah. The costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. Well, what I'm about to say is there, there was a, uh, I think I've seen it. I think, I think one of my, my copies of my copy of Die Hard has the, has the deleted scenes, but there was a deleted scene in here somewhere where he crawls through some, some filthy stuff. And so. Is <laughs> what's the purpose of a safety on a double action semi auto? To decock the hammer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
would have made the game a lot lot simpler if he had just popped Carl in the head there. Yep. And then Fabio. And that is a grimy shirt. Yep. Yep, so now the shirt is completely brown. Well, have you seen the inside of an air duct? Yeah, but I, I believe I, there there was there was a scene where it actually showed him crawling through some schmutz. And the scene where McLean falls down a shaft was a mistake by the stuntman who was supposed to grab the first vent as it originally was planned. He slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway. It was edited together with the one where McLean grabs the vent as he falls. And in 2007, Bruce Willis donated John McClane's undershirt to the Smithsonian Museum. Where it should and be. now we, we have uh, Wish.com Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well played. I have, I have thought that or, or, Quite or a few times, or 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 wish dot com Joe Piscopo. I no, he's, that, he's way more Jerry Lewis. Or Lo- Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. It's the power of love. <laughs> I need a new duck. Only a couple of the actors who played the German terrorists were actually German, and only a couple more could speak broken German. The actors were cast for their menacing appearances rather than their nationality. Nine of the twelve were over six feet tall. Oh, this one's funny. Ironically, Bruce Willis... And that's... It's a good move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he, and he just got a Texas heart shot. Gather up the guns and ammo. 
I think oddball does that does, does shooting somebody standing on a table that you're uh, that, that you're underneath does that count as a Texas heart shot? <laughs> sure, why not? You know the Texas heart shot, David? Up through the groin. You shoot a deer in the asshole. Oh. And if you get enough bullet penetration, you should hit the harder lungs. Yep. <laughs> Just core the bitch. Yep. <laughs> now, in this one, Bruce Willis suffered. <laughs> By the way, that was a really good shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good aim with the body. Yeah, hu- human bodies aren't exactly fucking horseshoes. And again, another classic line. Yep. And meme fodder. Yep. Just that the framing, the framing, the the body flies off the hood. (laughs) Automatic rifle fire. I'm pretty sure that's a light machine gun or a medium machine gun. Actually. What was that? Was that an M60? Yes. And that is automatic weapons fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a true. Yeah, M60E3, according to IMFDB. So the uh, the lightweight version. So Bruce Willis suffered permanent hearing loss while shooting, no pun intended, a scene in the Nakatomi conference room when McLean kills a terrorist who said, next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate, by firing his brother through the conference table and jesting after thanks for the advice. He suffered severe damage to his left ear, as previously stated in a trivia fact, the stunt weapons specialist engineered blanks to be extra loud and produce extreme muzzle flash for dramatic effect. The close quarters under the table and the use of plexiglass to protect the actor from flying shell casings and wood splinters further increase the sound effect. Mm. And in a 2019 interview, Willis said, due to an accident on the first Die Hard, I suffer two-thirds partial hearing loss in my left ear and have a tendency to say, what? And he's worn a hearing aid for years, unbeknownst to most fans. Hmm. So something Bruce and I have in common, severe yep. hearing loss in the left ear. Well, that was also, that was one thing that Larry really wanted to do is uh, in uh, the dead six series, Lorenzo gets a, uh, gets a, gets a gun fired very, very close to his head. And he wears a hearing aid in that ear for, for the rest of the series. Nice. Have you read those books, David? I started. I had a little trouble getting into them. I just didn't care for the characters. Gotcha. Oh, that's my. It's it is my favorite of of Larry's works. I would say for me, Grimoire is yeah. probably Grimoire is really good. But what I like that was what I said to Larry. I said, just so you know, uh, Dead Six is absolutely my 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 wheelhouse. And he was like, Yeah, man. <laughs> he was so happy because he's like, of all the books that he has written, the Dead Six books took the most work because essentially it was him and Mike. Yes, they wrote three novels, and essentially they wrote nine novels. Because each of them wrote a, each of them wrote their half of the story. They also wrote the other person's half of the story, and then they adapted that into the final story.
that is the classic line. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this guy got steady work. Mm-hmm. Too bad he has no dick. <laughs> it is true. And this is why Bill O'Reilly is the king. Because when Bill O'Reilly was doing the fuck it, we do it live. When it cut to it. Hey, is that the same? That actress. Is she, she's not the girl who plays Ann Lewis in uh, RoboCop, is she? No. No. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Don't waste time. Like, he's fucking dilly-dallying. Right? Right. Also, another actor who got a lot of steady work. Mm -hmm. Mess with the bull and you get the horns. Mm 
That TV. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's why she's got the good office. Mm-hmm. On the suave charm. I thought there was a fountain in the middle. Such a punchable face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Wait a second. <laughs> I, I'm at the Nakitomi building. <laughs> Nobody's told me. I've been hitting that mini bar a little too hard. Oh, pull right from the bottle. Those cigarettes are rapidly disappearing. Mm-hmm. Pray.
God, that server room brings back memories. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them good ones. <laughs> is that some big iron from IBM? Yes, mm. it is. In fact, there was uh, a... Oh, look at uh, those. There, there was actually A1. an IBM PS2 uh, on the table there. Uh, look at all those A1s. And look at those great trigger discipline from everybody. Because it was the 80s. Ah, uh, Al. Mm-hmm. And Al is loaded for bear. Look at all those magazines. Nine and of them? snacks. Why not? <laughs> They're stealing bearer bonds. Who's going to care about a, a freaking candy bar? Looks like he's partial to Nestle Crunch. Well, they're delightful. They are. Oh, the guy standing next to the to the uh, giant floodlight with a shotgun <laughs> aimed up at the building. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> He'll scare the hell out of those windows. Hmm. <laughs> Rickman had been an accomplished TV and theater star, but had never been a part of a film before. He nearly said no to the role. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Rickman had said, I'm not doing an action movie. Agents convinced Rickman, who hadn't been in Hollywood for even a week, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But brother, why a spoon? <laughs> Again, Christmas movie. You had the Christmas wrap at the beginning? I'm amazed there's no optics on those carry handles. Uh, that wasn't hut, that hut, wasn't hut, a standard hut, thing. Yep. They're being so sneaky. <laughs> it's called being subtle. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I know how Al feels there. Right. Mars bar. And it's an L.A. double door. That's <laughs> speaking of TV Olam, he'd yeah. be through that door in half a second. Lockpicking lawyer, how yeah, long would yeah, he take? Yeah, lo- yeah. Lock- lo- well, lockpicking lawyer just just unveiled that tool that he's got that slide slide slides in and bypasses the uh, yeah the locking hasp. On a, on oh, look at that elbow! Yeah, both of them would have just gone, oh, it's locked. That's nice. Flip. (laughs) Not anymore. Uh, Then this line coming up. That one. Stop throwing the rockets. Oh, that amber yeah, screen. They're in their boxes. Computer. 
I do like this setup that they have. Mm-hmm. And the fastener gun. Which he cocked like a pump shotgun. Which is not how that works. But it looks cool. Uh, but how can we have one of those? I, I I want one. What was left of that window to fall down? Right. Oh, the, anyone in the vehicle's dead. Those guys could still be saved. Yeah. It's like, um, how, you, you don't need that many. <laughs> you yeah, don't just... If if two are good, all are better. Goodbye, little amber screen. Mm-hmm. And um, one stick, one brick of D four. And how is that thing even that much of peace? I gotta go change my pants now. Right.
See, there's a fountain. Why do they need bathroom trips? Isn't that what fountains in the courtyards are for? No, that just makes you want to pee more. Oh. Sprechensee talk. Germans love that. Much of the script was improvised due to the constant screenplay tweaks that were being made during filming. Ha, Hart Bochner's line, Hans Booby, was ad-libbed. Alan Rickman's quizzical reaction was genuine. <laughs> As Hans is going, I'm, I'm going to shoot this asshole just out of principle at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my goal has changed to the... <laughs> you get the bearer bonds and off off him
I don't think that's what he meant when he needed wanted some coke. That's not what he meant at all. No great loss. Okay, yeah, come on. Nobody liked Ellis. Nope. Uh, even his mom was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure good, but definitely, eh, it was inevitable. Hans Gruber, he's not all that bad. <laughs> At least he shot Ellis. It's kind of right. like Hitler. Hitler. Hitler, he wasn't all that bad. At least he shot Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man, I almost snarf whiskey. You've never heard that one? <laughs> oh, no, I have. Just caught me off guard. Yep. There was actually one of those, uh, you know how they, they would do like the uh, person go around to college campuses with a petition to repeal women's suffrage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was, there was one where a person was going around uh, with a petition to to build a statue to the man who killed Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that reel-to-reel recorder. As I record this on a flashcard. <laughs> uh, reel-to-reel tape is still a viable medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For when you're buying your audio by the pound. Hey. I like how they did that out of focus. They really kept the uh, the gore subtle. Mm-hmm. And I love the facial expressions on the 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 bad guys.
Love this. (laughs) 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 Yeah, keep your mouth shut, monkey. Or they're going to be terrified and think they're going to get killed next. That's one theory. (laughs) I mean, it was Ellis, though, so I don't think there's too many folks there who are going to miss him. Ah, that's who she uh, is. the 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 female reporter is the uh, is the psychiatrist from the Lethal Weapon movies. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. I'm like, I knew I'd seen her from somewhere. And her her downside is she's very very classically good looking. So it's one of those like, who is she? Like this. A little bit of graffiti. Yeah, like you're going to put your gun down. This is why you have pockets. What does it have in its pockets? Or or holsters. Well, I don't know how many of them actually have holsters other than the one guy with the shoulder holster that's yeah. dead. Yeah, and a, a, a P7 is not too bad to be carrying in a coat pocket. And on Alan Rickman's first day of shooting, he filmed the scene where Hans Gruber first runs into John McClane. He made a jump off a ledge about three feet high and injured himself when he landed and tore some cartilage in his knee. Oof. He was told by his doctor not to put any weight on that leg, and he had to use crutches for a week. For the rest of the scene where Hans Gruber is standing and talking to John McClane, Alan Rickman is standing on one leg for the entire time and has a leg brace on under his pants. Hmm. And also, I believe that uh, they didn't actually rehearse this scene. No, this is the very first scene. Yeah. (laughs) 
His American accent is decent. I don't. I don't think he's ever really played an yeah. American character. No. Because why would you? Why would you want to get rid of that voice? There is that. Yep. His first day of shooting. And I'm trying to think. I think all of the characters that the... uh... That the bad guys kill in this movie that actually get any sort of... uh, That that we actually get any actual knowledge of besides Nakatomi. Uh, We're kind of assholes. Mm Mm-hmm. You can see it held down the uh, the slide lock. Hmm. Don't worry, it's a Beretta. They suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We call that allegory.
There we go. Pretty spry for a white guy. <laughs> I mean, the smarter thing to do would be to grab. Oh, oh, oh. So now there's five, if there were seven. Oh, those poor servers, they didn't hurt anybody. Oh, they were planning to. Oddball, servers never hurt anybody, do they? <laughs> I mean, few have given some hernias. <laughs> Fetch a lavash. <laughs> Get the cow. <laughs> and yes. Oh. While that, uh, while those cabinets may be sheet metal, there's probably enough metal in those cabinets to stop bullets. Uh, if they're IBM servers, there's iron in them. There are cabinets. <laughs> yeah. My brother's still dead. Oh, yeah, that. I love this next line from Bonnie. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Which is supposed to be a W.C. Fields line.
Bruce Willis admitted he still gets squeamish whenever he sees the part where his character pulls glass shards out of his foot. I mean, What's, that's fair. Well, buddy, buddy of mine pointed out the fact that like Bruce Willis plays hurt really well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I bet I, I bet it's his comedy background. Honestly. That do you know the story on the uh, scar on his shoulder? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, it looks like rotator cuff repair. Yeah. Yeah. 80s vintage. Or possibly something. It's not just being a cop. It's a high school wrestling injury. Okay. I was just going to look at that myself. Also one of the best lines. You want me to do what? (laughs) And once again, Ode to Joy. Mm Mm-hmm. Little wind through his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bum. Bum. 
I like the armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the purpose of a bearer bond? It's basically business cash. Mm-hmm. It's just lighter and than I've, cash. Is that is that the the point? Well, each one of those pages was a one hundred thousand dollar bond. Okay. Yeah. And they are, as they mentioned, bearer bonds, which means they don't have to be signed or anything. It is basically the bearer of that bond. Ironically, Bruce Willis sneered at for being an all-American hero by Hans Gruber is actually more German than most of the villains. (laughs) Alan Rickman is English, Alexander Gudinov Russian, Bruce Willis was born in West Germany to an American father and a German mother. Hmm. I, I forgot about that. I, read, I remember did read that he was he was uh, he was born in Germany. Yep, I knew he was born in Germany. I didn't. I thought both of his parents were American. Bruce Willis took the role of John McClane after being turned down by Robert De Niro. Willis had just been turned down to play the Charles Grodin role opposite De Niro in Midnight Run. And both films opened the same weekend. Hmm.
Oh, and the uh, the the scene with Al Rickman doing an American accent that was improvised. Mm-hmm. Wow! The filmmakers have been trying to figure out a way for McLean and Hans to meet face to face before the film's climactic scenes. Once they realized Rickman could do a passable American accent, they were off to the races. And that scene led Hans to realize that McLean was barefoot and they should shoot the glass. Mm-hmm. And led to Terry Gilliam casting Willis in Twelve Monkeys. Oh. That's a film we gotta do. I love me some Twelve Monkeys. Oh, dearie. No, you did not use all the explosives. Yeah, that's why he did to don't press the barrel against someone's face. And that is definitely jailhouse rules punching. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not doing these big wide blows. He was doing close body shots. Whereas Carl is flailing about. And there goes that hearing. Eye on the prize, John. Eye on the prize. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, uh, he's got a bolt action rifle to snipe from a helicopter. Yep. Like you do. Uh, Hey man, I saw a sniper with Billy Zane. (laughs) Yeah. He did not use a bolt action. Oh, was that but, an M14? No, no, he had an HK. Uh, n- so no, it, was the, to, it was supposed to be a PSG one, but it was not. Billy Zane's uh, character. No, there, there's that scene where he is. People think that 
he took the shot with his bolt action, but it yes. was actually the the guy the with the fifty cal, thirty or thirty it was, cal. It was an M sixty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that. Uh... John is just having a bad day. Don't say it, do it. Right. And yes, it, it totally, uh, Billy Zane in the helicopter shot totally was using a, 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 a mock up PSG one. Wait, I love this response. See, flamboyant. <laughs> I kill him, I eat him, and I take his shit. I'm going to kill you, I'm going to skin you, and I'm going to turn your shin bone into a pencil box. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Should have just shot him on general principles. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> Rocket pods and miniguns. Like you do. Wait, wait, this is... <laughs> Classic. Wee Coming up on your left Nakatomi Plaza Oh poor Al There's an M60. Mm-hmm. At least he didn't land on one of those bolt heads. I hope someone's helping the pregnant lady. Another brilliant idea. Yep. The chickens are out of the hen house. 
Yeah, about that. Ow. 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 <laughs> Very ow. <laughs> I wonder if that that And uh, that just gotta hurt so badly. I wonder if that mm. image of the of the uh the roof blowing off the building, I wonder if that was practical. It was. Yep. That had to have been very interested to be in LA that day. And that was such a very well expressioned mm. scene. Mm-hmm. See, he doesn't need a bathroom. He's got a fountain. Exactly. Due to the tourist interest in the Fox Plaza building in Los Angeles, people are now forbidden from taking photos directly outside the building. <laughs> Wait. So. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, does that count for washing out his wounds? Uh, I mean, there should be enough chlorine in the water. (laughs) Just the. Why does the elevator explode then? Screw it. Don't know. Don't care. Oh, neat. So the centerfold on the wall is November 1987, Playboy Playmate Pamela Stein. Another Playboy Playmate, May 82, Kim Malin, has a small role as the hostage who is discovered having sex with another partygoer. And a third, 1988, July, Terry Lynn Doss, plays the one at the airport who runs past McLean to hug another arriving passenger. So there were three playboy playmates and we only got to see the two of their breasts well four of them but ho 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 I love the music for this yeah it's very Star Wars or Battle Beyond the Stars, actually. Well, also a little bit of... Uh, there, there's a little bit that reminds me of Jaws that... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. Poor Theo. Yeah, no, fuck him. Yeah. No, the other guy. 
And just like in uh, Last Boy Scout, you get him laughing. She's going, wait, wait why, why are we laughing? Whoopsie. And by the way, Alan Rickman, afraid of heights. Mm. Yeah, Rolexes are overrated anyways. <laughs> we. Three, two, one. Merry Christmas, everyone. Getting blood in her hair, John. And there's a lot of very happy people picking up the occasional bearer bond. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, that is the point of a bearer bond. Yep. If you are bearing it, it is yours. Huh. Oh, neat. Hart Botchner is the son of Lloyd Botchner, who co-starred with Frank Sinatra in The Detective, which is based on Nothing Lasts Forever. Oh no, The Detective was based on the novel by Robert Roderick Thorpe. The sequel is Nothing Lasts Forever. Mm -hmm. So Frank Sinatra starred opposite Ellis's father. Hmm. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> That's really why he's crying. It's not the emotions. It's all the pain. <laughs> Sam Neill turned down the role of Hans Gruber.
Smith, what model? Clearly a Smith, but is it a model 10 or is it a model 13 or 14? I couldn't quite see the uh, sights. Yeah. Fixed sights model 10 almost certainly. Well, fixed sights model 10 or model 13. Yeah. Oh, adjustables model 14. Yeah. Please don't have pat me on the back. Yeah. John, shouldn't you be in an ambulance? Yes, he should be actually probably getting a pint of blood. Right. Or if it was a decade earlier, a bag of lactated ringers. That, that, that's an emergency TV show joke. And it's snowing bearer bonds. Mm -hmm. The opening scene was actually filmed on an airplane that was being towed around in circles. <laughs> also known as an airplane. Uh huh. But it was actually in motion. They were towing it around the airfield. <laughs> and of course, again, Christmas TV, because it's a Christmas movie. Yep. So, David, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Is it Die Hard or is it Lethal Weapon? Ooh. Same, same, same Beretta, by the way. Yes. I have held You're... it. Yes. Huh. They are very much of a type, aren't they? Yes, the best Christmas movie of all time, but only one can win. Oddball? While David's uh, thinking, uh, that's a tough call. I, th um, I, I think I smell toast. <laughs> uh, of course, you you know how I love me some cheese and uh, uh, long kiss goodnight. That's a good one. By the way, I don't know if mm. this is Pavarotti, but this is definitely Ode to Joy. Yes. Hmm. So, so now there are three contenders because I forgot about Long Kiss Goodnight, which is also definitely a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Not just because they are set at Christmas, but because they have Christmas themes. Yes. I think I overall prefer Die Hard. If it came down to it, just the which one are you going to watch? I would say Die Hard. The Long Kiss Goodnight I'm also deeply in love with. Yep. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really like about Die Hard is something that weird you mentioned early on is that the building is a character. I, I have had many, many like recurring nightmares where I'm being chased by people and I have to tuck into spaces within, with, within a building to get away from them. 
and it all yep. stems back from Die Hard. Yeah. But it's just it it really is. I mean, you know, when he when he's fighting with Carl's brother and they go tumbling down the stairs and he breaks his neck, when he uses the chains to hang Carl. Mm-hmm. When Hans goes through the window. And then of course everything in the vault room leading up to that is they're trying to conquer the building in effect by going through the vault. Mm-hmm. So it really is a character. Well, that was a very Merry Christmas episode of the ACP film track. And uh, of course, I would like to thank all our supporters on, on Patreon for uh, purchasing this fine ACP film track. Thank you for your support of the show. And, and Christmas 2022, all of our supporters. Yes. And, uh, and I would like to thank David for, for joining us. And not only joining us, but whose idea was this? This is David's idea. And I am not sorry at all. And I would like to thank Oddball for this not being your idea. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun trivia. Die Hard is the second movie that Alexander Goodenough starred in that ends with Beethoven's Ode to Joy. The first was The Money Pit in 1986. Ah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Madsen was considered for the role of John McClane. Mm. I can see that. It would, uh, it would again, have made it a different movie because he doesn't have quite the uh, the wisecracking. He has more of the threatening. He's yeah, much, much mm. more deadpan, much more cold and calculating. Yep. And Kirstie Alley was considered for the role of Holly Gennaro, but the producer of Cheers, James Burroughs, wouldn't let her take the role. Huh. But the following year... Kirstie Alley and Bruce Willis starred in Look Who's Talking. Yeah. Though Bruce Willis in voice only. Yes. Huh. The guy who plays the worker in the manhole whose radio's in to shut down the power was played by the same actor who had his, who uh, was, had the car land in his pool and was shot by Milo in the last Boy Scout. He also had bit parts in Loaded Weapon and Moonlighting. Huh. And he yep. also appears in a helicopter scene in The Hunt for Red October, which was also a John <laughs> yep. McTiernan movie. So it's again, it's one of those, we like our people. Oh yeah, he was very much a, oh hey, it's that guy, actors. Yep. Just like, um, oh, crying out loud, I was just talking about Layer Cake earlier, which was not one of his, but was supposed to be. Michael Gambon. Snatch. No, the director. Guy Ritchie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Larry Cake wasn't one of his, but it was supposed to be one of his. Yes. Yeah, it was the same production house. Yep, but he was not available to actually direct. Okay, I, I, did, I actually didn't didn't hear that part. I knew, I knew that they It was threw, one of the trivia bits. They threw Guy Ritchie's name around a lot. Yeah. But I was trying to find the, uh, the trivia bit about the roof explosions. The roof explosion was entirely improvised. No one one knew that there was explosives planted on the roof. Especially the helicopter crew. (laughs) 17 extras were killed. (laughs) 
But yeah, that is just a true classic. Mm-hmm. Well, class. I, we will we will wish everybody a, a, a Merry Christmas, whether 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 it be Christmas in December or Christmas in Fe- February, March. And uh, we will see you for the next ACP film track. Good night, Good night everyone, folks. <laughs>